Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main accounts at Huskies on Tap. Today, we're coming to you live from the final press conference of the season. And what better way to end the season than be, be joined by my man, linebacker, senior Kyle Pugh. Kyle, how are you today, I'm man? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be here. Hey, final game out there on Saturday. You've had a long career here. You're going to leave here with three degrees. But what do you want to see from yourself out there on Saturday in that final performance? Like, I think 10 tackles isn't even enough. Like, it might be 100, you know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, um, it's definitely been a great experience here. Um, and I, I think when I look back on uh, the film of this last game, I just want to uh, want to know that I had fun. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Finally was able to play full season. And uh, I just want it to be a fun game. And then if you could look back on your career and pinpoint three moments, right? Three moments that you'll say and sit back and 20 years from now, you know, not even 20, mm-hmm. 20 minutes from now when, you, when you're talking to your daughter yeah. about yeah. football, I forgot you already have a kid. Congratulations on that. Thank but, you know, when you're reminiscing on your days here at, at Husky Stadium, what are those three moments that you sit back and look and be like, wow, I made it? Yeah. Um, definitely my debut uh, against Boston College. Um, 2018 MAC championship. That was a great one. Yeah, Buffalo. Yep. And then uh, I went in Nebraska. It was a good one for me too. I, I'll never forget that game. And then what was that moment like for you? Because I know we talked a lot in the off season. We had a class together last year, and and obviously when I found out you were hurt at the beginning of the season, I was heartbroken for yeah. you. But when you found out you were going to be able to come back, you could get another year of eligibility, and you could play even where you've been playing your whole career. Cause a lot of guys, a lot of times you see people transfer out and stuff like yeah. that, but eight years, three degrees, hundreds of tackles, many turnovers and many big wins in between. But what would you say like that moment when you found out, okay, I got one last ride, what's that going to be like? Um, I don't know, man. It was, it was uh, kind of mixed emotions, you know, sitting where I was, I mean, it was obviously a familiar seat with it, with, um, you know, being on the sidelines and everything, but, you know, just understanding that um, I do have another year, but it's going to take a lot of work, Yeah. you know? Um, so I kind of knew what was ahead of me um, and I just had a decision to make. And once I made my mind up, you know, there was, there was no turning 100%, back. Yeah. Yeah. And then too, so talk about, you've played with many great players here, right? Many players you've played against, many players you've shared the field with, but what are the three best Huskies that you've shared the field with you, if you had to pick? And I'm sorry if we make anyone mad. Right. Um, <laughs> Maybe yeah. we'll go We'll go one at each level of the defense. We'll go one D-line, one of your buddies in the linebacker room, and then one in the secondary. Um, Sun Smith. Uh-huh. I figured that. Yeah, yeah. I figured yeah. that much. Sun Smith. Um, Hmm. I will have to go uh, either Lance DeVoe or um, hmm, Antonio Jones Davis. Oh, yeah. Two yeah. thumpers. Yeah. The yeah. Florida boys, too. Yeah, no the Florida doubt. boys. I won't, yeah. I won't uh, pick between those two. So you guys can, you know, make that decision. On South your own. Florida stand up right. and be on the lookout for Lance here with the XFL coming <laughs> yep. up soon. No doubt. And then, um, Secondary, um, I would have to say, uh, Sean Lurie. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was like your freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's on the wall. I see him every yep. time when I come in. That was yep. a little, even though I'm older than you, that was a little bit before my yeah, time because yeah, yeah. I was still at community college. Mm-hmm. But uh, yep. yeah, I think I got here in in oh. seventeen because I remember you guys winning in eighteen because I had uh. I had Jalen Embry in one of my classes, and he was on the team. He played cornerback, uh, too, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. But, yeah, I, I always followed NIU from a distance because growing up, as everyone knows, like I, I saw Rudy approximately one time. Right. I became a yeah. Notre Dame fan, yeah. but then it's like in high school and stuff, I was never – you'd be surprised. Never school spirit guy, mm-hmm. never in the student section, yeah. just kind of like was just trying to get through high school. Yeah. But then now I get here, and it's like I am Mr. NIU. Yeah, no doubt. But, you no know. Doubt. But, yeah, so looking back at – okay, so now we've covered best players, three best friends, the three people that you you know you spent the most time with in the gym, you worked the hardest with in the books, 
Maybe a little partying on the weekend. Yeah. We are we are of age uh, yeah, now. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, last of all, uh, Nick Routine. Necro's stand-up. Yeah, and uh, Marcus Cox. Marcus Cox, too, yeah. yeah. And hopefully he can get back healthy because mm-hmm. he is a force on that offensive line. Absolutely. And then you talk about – so your career, right? You come here and you start with Coach Carey as your head coach. Mm-hmm. That's the guy who recruited you. And then probably about – right smack dab in the middle of your career here is when we switch over to coach hammock yep. where have you been like most impressed or just like i don't know maybe what the word i'm looking for is but like just kind of like your overall impression because obviously when you are a part of a program that's in that head coaching change a lot of stuff changes yeah. but he's one of the guys that or you're one of the guys that he could confide in and keep in that starting lineup as yeah. one of the leaders yeah um you know one thing about uh, Coach Hammock is that he uh, he does a great job of developing men. You know, I, I had a uh, great opportunity to grow up under uh, Hammock in a sense. You know, I was I was already a senior when he got here, but because I was here for four more years, technically, you know, it it was like super a, super right? super yeah. senior. So yeah, it was kind of in a sense like I was able to be a freshman under him. I made a lot of mistakes, um, but he he never gave up on me, and he. Uh, he allowed me to develop as a leader. Um, so now looking back on it, yeah, I definitely grew up a lot under Hammond. Under coach, yeah. And then for you, so this year, a lot of extra media, you know, you know, features in the Times and in the newspapers and then seeing articles and a lot more attention on you. Has that kind of made it more difficult to go out there and do what you do? Or is it just kind of like, you know, I want to be it because I saw I saw a camera crew following you on mm-hmm. Wednesday. I'm like, dude, I hope we get a little documentary <laughs> or something if you could. Yeah, maybe shine light on what they're working on. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Uh, actually, uh, Renard Sharin, uh, okay. if you don't, if you remember the name, he played linebacker here, um, maybe 2015, 2016. Um, he's actually uh, into the media arts now, and so he's working on his first independent project, um, and he's he's actually going to do a just like a documentary on my, you know, my situation being the eighth year senior. So, yeah, um, yeah it's been dope. Um, I actually going to go shoot some more with him uh, when I leave here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that uh, the, the attention at all has a factor on, you know, what it is, uh, you know, for me on the field, just because I I know what it is to not have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm just – I'm just grateful uh, to be here. Every time I take the field, I'm grateful. Uh, give all the glory to God. But, um, you know, I'm just – I play. I'm, I'm just happy to be out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know there's a lot of people that would do just about damn near anything yeah. on this earth to be out there, you know, no myself doubt. included. I, I I was known in my past life as backup linebacker, Brandon Suarez. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I could – you know, I, you don't got to put me out on nothing but more than a kickoff, hey, yep. Coach. But let me go Get out down, there man. with the guys. <laughs> uh, for – For the future, okay? So you've had a lot of time, even last year as a coach, more so than this year, to evaluate the young guys uh, that are in this program that are going to make moves. I actually am going to, for the first time, have to eliminate someone from this list because they get picked by everyone, Mm -hmm. but not including Nick Alvarado. Okay. Who's another guy that you've seen that you're like, okay, when me and Routine are gone and when me and these guys are gone, they're going to step up and make make a lot of plays. Mm -hmm. Um. Really, in, in my room alone, uh, Dave Rayner uh, is going to be a big name, um, and, and Jaden Dolphin, uh, they're going to make a lot of plays. Um, obviously, they both have had success this year, but um, they're still growing, they're yeah. still you know developing and growing up. And um, once it once it really clicks for them, it, it's going to be scary. Yeah. And then for you, so I know I talked about it a little bit in the press conference, but obviously you make it to this point of your football career. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a chance to play on Sundays. What do you look forward to about, as we say, like the next four or five months? Because obviously, you know, you'll probably give yourself a chance, you know, with pro day and all that stuff to maybe play on Sundays. What would you say uh, is going to be your favorite part? Because you got to embrace the challenge. It's yeah. going to be hard. Yeah. But you know, you're built for us. You've been playing football your whole life. What are you looking forward to most about it? Um, you know, when I, when I think about pro day or even the opportunity to play on Sundays, you know, it it kind of just takes me back to being a kid, you know, it's, it's the only thing that I ever thought about as yeah. a kid, you know, so it, it would be a dream come true, obviously. And, you know, I, it's not a fail. It's not 
a fail. I wouldn't be a failure if it didn't, you know, any, no, absolutely just, not. the opportunity in itself is, is an honor. Um, you know, so I, I'll give it everything that I got and, you know, uh, just for, for the younger Kyle, you know, just out there. Um, I think he would be proud of me for enduring everything that I have and, you know, still chasing the dream. So, um, for him, I'll, I'll definitely shoot. It's like that TikTok and Instagram trend, and it's like, wait a second, do yeah. you have a chance to go yeah, to the no NFL? Doubt, no Dude, doubt. you have a chance. So yeah. you got to be proud of yourself. I'm proud yeah. of you. But even – and this is like what I was talking about with Lance and Braden last year. Obviously, we saw Braden play in the USFL. Even if the NFL is not there right away, mm -hmm. there are all these other leagues that yeah. pay pretty well. Yeah. You still get the exposure. And then, too, it's like – in a sense, yeah, they're not they're not minor leagues officially of mm -hmm. the NFL, but you watch a lot of football. Yeah. You saw a yeah. lot of those guys yeah. get called up. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think this is worth it. <laughs> knock on it. Would love, love, love to see you play yeah. for the Bears. Did you grow up as a Bears fan too, growing up in Chicago? Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll go a little positive because we do have a very, very good quarterback mm -hmm. right now. But what have you been seeing from fields that you've liked so far? Um man, well, obviously, you know, his ability to run, uh, you know, is something is easily something you can pick off the film or something to like, but his, his arm is, is crazy. He really can put the ball where he wants to. Um, and he's a dual threat, um, but he's pass first, you know, yes, yeah. that's, that's really impressive to me. He's, he sits in the I pocket. I guess I'll run for yeah, 67 yeah, yards if I have to, but <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But he, he's a, he's a passer. And uh, that's something that we need moving forward as we, you know, build a team around. And then, you know, when that last whistle blows on Saturday and you've played your last down here and you look back at your career as an NIU Husky, what do you want to be remembered by or remembered for by Husky fans? Uh, I just want to be remembered uh, as a guy that left it all out there. You know, he played his heart out you know, and, and had no quitting. And then you did say before we started this uh, winter semester when it's over, you'll be getting your third and final degree. I think mm -hmm. you may have tipped your hat on what it may be in yeah. up there, but what's this third and final degree going to be? Uh, this one, I'll be getting my master's in uh, sports and exercise psychology. Okay. Yeah. And then too, like as someone kind of like what I talked about a little bit up there, you've been through all these injuries. You've been through, you know, having to redshirt and having to coach and not knowing if you'll ever play again. What is your advice to similar players in that situation that, you know, right now are looking at their knee and it's in a brace and yeah. they can't run full speed? Yeah. Um, I think as society in the whole starts to look at mental health, um, you know, under a new light, I think I would advise all athletes trying to battle back from injury that uh, rehab is mind, body, and spirit, right? Mm -hmm. So you got you to gotta invest in all assets, you know. Uh, you can't just do the physical part. You know, you got to you gotta talk to yourself, um, you know, positive reinforcement. You got to do, like, self-imagery and positive self-talk and meditation, all types of things, so that when your body does recover um, 100%, your mind has too. Yeah. You know, and so I think that's really important. Um, I think as we, we uh, look on, look more on the mental health aspect of, you know, athletes in general, um, I, I think you'll see – uh, that field grow more and more. And I'll uh, I'll add a final two part question. But what and who will you miss the most when you're no longer a player here? Um. Hmm. Or maybe someone you're always joking around with in the yeah. locker room, or yeah. Uh, that's tough. I know for sure. Um. I'll miss I'll miss singing the fight song, you know, after wins. The the, the locker room celebration. The Grove Street party. Yeah. 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 Uh that that it's still fun in the family room, but no you doubt. have to clean it up after <laughs> the fact. So it's not as much yeah. fun when you yeah. throw that into no it. Doubt. Um but there's so many guys I'm gonna miss. Uh you know. But I think I, I I'm Nick Routine is is uh that's like my little brother. Yeah. You know. Um Obviously, our, our relationship won't end, you know, with that last whistle. Uh, we'll be friends long beyond that. But, uh, you know, I, I'll definitely miss, you know, just being able to walk two doors down or, you know. Yeah, and he's a local Illinois yeah, guy, too. Yeah, so. Um, that, if you run definitely... a local flag football league, do not allow Kyle Pugh and Nick Routine <laughs> to register for a team because there will be tackles on yeah, that field. No doubt. So. No doubt. Perfect. And then uh, where can our listeners follow you at on social media? Um. It's 
Pew dot eleven. Eleven, yeah. And then what is? Because I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll have you on the podcast after you're done playing. But your final statement as a Husky here on the podcast to the fans, to the doubters, to whoever, just yeah. Kyle Pew final NIU statement here. It's been a hell of a ride. Um, but uh, you guys haven't seen the last of me. I'm a Husky for life. I love that. No tears out there on no, Saturday. No, I know it's going it. to be emotional. <laughs> I'll come find you after, give you a big hug after yeah. the, the final whistle. Yeah. But do you have um, – because we didn't even talk about the game. Screw the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I just – we got to get you your minutes. But yeah. do you have, um, from an Akron standpoint, like maybe a little bit of a game plan, like what we'll kind of see from them on offense, what kind of to expect? Um, I don't know what our our game plan will be yet. Uh, as far as the defense, um, I do know that we have to establish, um, obviously, that they can't run the ball on us. You yeah. know, we have to stop the run uh, early and often um, and then force them to uh, stay, kind of play behind the sticks, yeah. you know, make them uh, convert on third down. So, uh, I mean, that's always the game plan, but, you know, we'll stick to that. And then, you know, if you look at this list, so real quick, and obviously I'll talk about a lot of these guys on the other side of the show, mm-hmm. but – you look at the list, long list, Brett Bostad, Lee Fangstrand, Jordan Gandy, Isaiah Green May, Jeffrey Griffin, Mike Kennedy, Kyle Pugh, yourself. I don't know why I had to say your name. <laughs> you. Uh, Nick Rattine, Liam Sorahan, and Cole Tucker. A couple of those guys aren't going to even be able to play out there on mm-hmm. Saturday because of injuries, or at least we've seen uh, just, you know, injuries throughout the season. But above all else, what does that win when you guys go out there on Saturday get it mean to you and that group of guys? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that group, we, we've seen our own share of success, you know, um, and not to make light of a final win, but I think it would just be good for us to, um, you know, send the Huskies into next season, you know, on a, on a high note. Yeah. You know, so I kind of like our final, um, you know, good deed for, for the community, I guess, would be to get this final win and, and send the, the team off right into the offseason. Give them a little bit of momentum. Yeah, because yeah, – I mean, if there's one thing that we know about NIU football, if we're bad one year, yeah. we're not bad the next no, year. We're no gonna be good the next year. No so, yeah. so every other kind of like a kind of like a leap year. But yeah. man, uh, as someone who got here in in 2017, you've been here the whole time. Yeah. I I haven't covered the team the whole time, but I've always admired the way that you've played the game yeah. and just the way that you've been around the locker room. A lot of people last year, uh, in the situation that you were in, very easily could have packed it up and mm-hmm. quit. No, you instead. Went down on the sideline, learned a little bit more about the ins and outs, and then when you got your opportunity to come back, you're a captain again, and it's a pleasure watching you play. And hopefully, it's not the last time we watch you play. Hopefully, we, we see you here on yeah. Sundays and knock on wood. Hopefully, no hopefully it's right there. I'm yeah. a linebacker <laughs> for the Bears because no we doubt. just got rid of ours. Yeah. But other than that, man, I really do appreciate you. And on on the other side of the show, uh, we will be getting into this week's matchup against Akron senior day out at husky stadium if you're not there i don't know if we call you a real fan but uh, i don't know if i can call you a real fan i won't put that evil on kyle but kyle thank you very much for joining this week's show and and past shows in the past and one last time man go out there and ball out and give them hell on wednesday or give them hell on saturday (laughs) the action threw me off all right brother all right everyone now that we've had the time to sit down and talk with Kyle Pugh for one final time as an NIU Husky. Let's get into this week's game. Senior day, Saturday, Husky Stadium. Akron travels to town. The 12-30 kickoff, last game of the season. Not really too much to play for um, to the naked eye, you know, to the casual fan. But to these 10 seniors, uh, everything to play for and it's going to be an emotional day for them but before we get started on um, today's preview I think it just is worth mentioning all the seniors that are going to be honored out there on Saturday this weekend so we'll start at the top of the list a guy that hasn't really played too much over the last few years but fullback Brett Bostad someone that we interviewed like the very first season of Huskies on tap go back and check that interview out Brett's a great guy played fullback a little bit of special teams and uh, just an all-around great program guy, a good glue guy. Lee Fingstrand, offensive lineman. He's been here. Uh, he's played 32 games, been here since 2019. 
spent on field goal and a point after a time for three years, a guy that may not have always had like a starting position, but when he's, you know, had to step up and be called upon, he's, he's delivered when he's needed to, when he's needed to. The next guy, the Cal native Gandy Island, my guy, Jordan Gandy, a force in the secondary for the Huskies the last two seasons, a kid that transferred in from South Dakota State, but back-to-back all-MAC honors. Uh, he got here in 2020 during the COVID year, and he's played 29 games for us, started 28 of them, and honestly just he's been the best player in that secondary since we've got him and someone that will definitely be missed in the Husky secondary. Uh, following Jordan is Isaiah Green May. Uh, defensive end he just got here this year from wisconsin but in his lone season as a husky so far in 11 games he has 31 tackles five tackles for loss and i think he has that touchdown so you can't forget about that touchdown he had the touchdown uh one of the matching games i forgot i think it was central michigan after that we got mike kennedy 105 total tackles 17 and a half tackles for loss and nine and a half quarterback sacks and this is a guy that we've talked to 51 games played, but only seven games started. More of a rotational player, but Michael Kennedy, the defensive end, has really come into his own this season and has put together some great performances and will definitely, definitely be missed. This next guy, Kyle Pugh, the man, the myth, the legend, the eight-year senior. My guy, you heard him at the top of the show. And it was he was even emotional in the press conference and, and emotional doing the interview. Like, like I said, and like you heard in the interview, like Kyle and I had class together. We were talking every week. And and the year that we had class together was the year that he was a GA and he couldn't play. So you know it was it had to be especially tough on him. But for him to be able to get another championship, another Mac championship under his belt, and to pick up a new role, you heard him talk about how he wants to get into sports psychology and all that stuff that he's been studying in his extra time here at NIU. And I just really think that of all the people that are honored on Sunday, Kyle, Kyle's going to have the longest moment. He's going to have the longest embrace. And I mean, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. I mean, this is a guy that was here before I even got here, still here after I left and is everything that embodies what NIU is all about. A guy that, lost his opportunity to play more than once, you know, during his career because of injuries and has bounced back more than once and bounced back even better. He's got three degrees. He'll leave with 32 starts in 45 games. And it even says his story. It just says tough eighth year senior. That's so great. Donna and Mike did a great job of putting that in there. Like, Tough, gritty eighth year. I'm putting gritty in there, too. Okay, I'm sorry, Donna. Tough eighth year senior. 241 tackles. Okay, 241. 14 and a half tackles for loss and three degrees. They threw that in at the end. He is everything you want from a student athlete. And he'll leave here three degrees. He leaves here a father. I really now want nine tackles from him so he can leave with 250 tackles and at least a half a tackle for loss so he can leave at 15 just like some even numbers but yeah great guy gonna be missed hope he has every opportunity to play at the next level this next guy though another guy that we absolutely love on this show i've had him on multiple times i actually saw him last wednesday after uh after the game and just talking with him, obviously giving his brother some hype because his brother's been playing well, Joey. But Nick, the the necro, my guy, he uh, he's been on the show quite a few times, multiple different seasons. You'll have to go back and and name search. But his final game, final time he plays football at Husky Stadium, and uh, emotional. I'm sure it will be for him because that's a guy that started as a walk on. And it'll be emotional for him because that's a guy that has worked his tail off to get into the position that he's at here at NIU, a two-time captain, 183 career total tackles, nine tackles for loss in four separate seasons. So a kid that may not have the size, but has the heart 
and has always done things the hard way. And I know Husky fans will definitely miss uh, everybody's favorite linebacker and neck roll and Nick Routine. But the next two guys, there's more emotions, more <laughs> just more sadness because these guys have also been Husky staples. But the DeKalb native, Mr. Unstoppable on third down, Mr. Reliable, Cole Tucker, got here in, in 2017. Played in 51 games, 33 games started, eighth in NIU receiving or eighth in NIU all-time receptions, 151 receptions, and 1,997 yards. Cole, I don't know if he's going to be playing. I don't know if he's listening, but I think everyone in DeKalb can say with their chest and say with confidence that they are extremely proud of the career that you had here at NIU and uh yeah, I mean, the dude is going to be missed. I hope, hope, hope that he gets to play on Sundays because that's another guy, maybe not the best size, maybe not the best um, intangibles, but a guy that understands the scheme, understands how to get open, understands what to do when he gets the ball in his hands to make people miss. And, I mean, shit, he's going to be missed a lot here in Husky Stadium and Cal, but I'm sure he won't go too far as – Obviously, y'all know he's from here, but last and final guy, my homie, my friend, my tight end, Liam Sorhan. 44 career games here at Husky Stadium, also got here in the same year as Cole Tucker, 2017. 23 games started, caught a touchdown on his birthday last week. Um, I told him I had a beer waiting for him in the end zone. He even scored it in the same end zone, and he did not. Uh, he did not come in and collect his beer, so I had to drink it, unfortunately. But I uh, I will have plenty of beers for you on the other side, my brother. And hopefully you can grab another touchdown and, and kill it here in this next period and try and find a way to get onto a roster at the next level. But 9 of 13 career receptions and three touchdowns in this 2022 year. And one thing he told me before this season, because obviously in years past he was more of a a blocking guy and they didn't use him too much in the passing game. He really came into his own and helped out an offense that was severely handicapped this year in the passing game with the quarterbacks that we had to play uh, or with the situation at quarterback. And I think that no matter what Liam got his masters this year, Liam had the best season of his NIU career. And I'm sure he created many more memories on and off the field, but a guy that will be, severely missed around these parts um definitely someone that we'll have on the show because i haven't talked to liam on the show all year so we'll try and get an interview with liam uh towards the end of the season and honestly as as many of these guys that go to pro day and are committed towards that route of of trying to go towards the next level will keep you posted and and try to get interviews with as many of them during the off season because on another sad note well, it is senior day. This is quite technically like the second to last scheduled episode of this season for us because it's the pregame show for Akron. Obviously, we'll have the postgame show. And then, you know, there's always a little bit of time off after the season ends. And <laughs> I think we all need it. I think we all just need a couple weeks, players, coaches, fans, myself, everybody involved to just get our mind off Husky football, let the guys lick their wounds focus on maybe their favorite NFL team or some of their other friends that are playing across college football and just recharge and get ready for next season. Because yeah, this season didn't go our way, but this game on, on Saturday, it means the world to all the people in that locker room. As we talked to the players on Friday, Casper was out there at the press conference as well as Kyle Pugh. They all just stressed the importance of what this, this game meant to the seniors and obviously just, you know, winning that game, that final game of the season to send you off into the next season on the right foot. Coach Hammock, I did, <laughs> I did get my, I think this was my first question that I ever asked him in a press conference, but way back with, with Western Michigan. But I asked him obviously with it being the last season or the last game of the season, I'm like, so I'm like, when do you get, when do you get on that flight to go to your first recruiting trip? And he, he's got a couple days off after the final game, but uh, rest assured, Coach Hammock will be on the road, wheels up, heading out to go 
recruit new players. And then obviously he also stressed the importance of recruiting your own players because obviously, you know, it's a big team. Maybe some guys didn't feel as involved in this year's game plan or they don't see the vision that coach hammock sees for them because they didn't get the playing time or for whatever reason, but those players that you have on campus that may lean towards entering the transfer portal, you still got to kind of recruit those guys and, if it doesn't end up working out, he even said, then you shake your hand, wish him luck, and root for him, you know, wherever they go. So it is what it is. But I think that with the returning productivity, obviously, I, I know I did just mention 10 seniors. That's You never want to have 10 seniors uh, to get out in the same season. But you knew there was going to be kind of a logjam uh, with all of the players that had extra years of eligibility because of COVID, right? Like if you look at this group, uh, 2018, 2019, 2018, 17, Pew, obviously 15, Routine, 19. Probably, I would confidently say Routine's the youngest of the bunch. Uh, and then Sorahan, 17, Tucker, 17. And then Green May doesn't count because he was a transfer in Gandy, also a transfer, but 2020 for Gandy and 22 for Green May. So a little bit off the wheels here, but obviously senior day, emotional day for all those guys. And uh, I mean, I, I've only ever been to one senior or two, I say two senior days here and one at, at NIU and, or at one at, N, not NIU, one at Notre Dame. And uh, that Notre Dame one was special because that was like one of the most winningest classes that I saw at Notre Dame. And then the one here, I remember, I was, you know, Sean Foster, McKelty Williams, guys like that. Last year, my guy, my brother, Braden Patton, uh, guys like Clint Rakovich, who worked out for the Chicago Bears this week. Couldn't be more happy for Clint. Uh, he's got to work out with the Texans later in the week, and he did work out already for the Browns. And then, too, I talked to Braden. I caught up with Braden after last week's game against Miami of Ohio. Braden will be back in the USFL this upcoming season. So it's always just like, you know, when you develop these personal relationships, these guys become your friends. Uh, Rocky, for example, my coworker, my friend, my quarterback, many different things. But, you know, it, it, it's tough seeing them go. But you know that you have to trust the coaching for that next guy up to be, you know, that level of productivity as a guy like Cole Tucker, which is which are hard f shoes to fill. A guy like Kyle Pugh, hard shoes to fill. Nick Routine, same thing. You know, all these guys. And, you know, you hope that at least a couple of these guys will have an opportunity to go. We want all of them to have an opportunity to play at, at the NFL level. But the, the fact of the matter is that's just not going to be the case. And some of these guys will go on to – do great things in their fields that are outside of football. But, you know, as someone who I never really knew when the last time I was putting the shoulder pads on, I could only imagine uh, what these guys are going through. And I guess my last game didn't really go my way. We got absolutely smoked against a, a pro arena team. And let me tell you, if you guys have ever seen, seen my size and build, I am not a pro arena football player, but – we, we played a little out of our league and played against a really good team and got absolutely dusted. But that is besides the point. This week, play against Akron. We're 10-point favorites, which I think is absolute banana lands because I don't think we've won a game by 10 points this year. So that's kind of wild to me. Obviously, the quarterback situation is always up in the air. I think we'll kind of see the kitchen sink thrown. Final game of the season, maybe some trick plays. Maybe a little bit more of Justin Lynch, less of Kremiscoli. But Kremiscoli didn't look terrible uh, against Miami of Ohio. It was just, I don't know, the matchups didn't really work out well. And the weather was absolutely awful. So weather, young quarterback, it is what it is. He got thrown into an impossible situation at his young age this season. So you can only do what you can do, but... Looking at what we can do this week for this matchup, for this game, is Akron's like the worst team in the MAC, right? Akron's one and nine. We're three and eight. Obviously, records don't count too much, but looking at the breakdown, they're giving us a 79.7% .7 chance to win. We're 10 point favorites. The over under is 53. And 
our money line is like minus 365. Solid parlay piece if you're out of state because there's zero chance in hell we're losing this game, all things considered. But I just think that 10 points is a lot of points for a team that has a, a minus three-point differential per game on the year. And, oh, okay, we, we beat Eastern by more than 10. I'm an asshole for that. I forgot about that. But, yeah, so we have three wins on the season, a win of seven, a win of three, and a win of 29. So, I don't know. If you're not a state better, I, I probably just wouldn't bet the game. But I really just don't think we're going to lose this game. Akron's a team that gives up a lot of points and struggles to score points themselves. On the season, they're only averaging 19 points a game, or 19 and a half, I should say, give them their extra half. But they're giving up 36.7. Last week, 34. The week before, 27. The week before, 33. 28 against Central. 55 against Ohio. And their only win of the season. <laughs> oh, this is great. Their only win of the season came against St. Francis, Pennsylvania which is like, okay, that's good for you. A 9-2 and two team and first in the NEC and FCS. So that's incredible. But other than that, you got losses against Miss, uh, Michigan State, 52-0, Tennessee, 63-6, Liberty, 21-12, Bowling Green, 31-28, Ohio, 55-34, Central, 28-21, uh, Kent, 33-27, Miami of Ohio, 27 and 9, and Eastern, 34 to 28. So, like, they're either getting blown out or they'll, you know, they'll lose to you by one possession. No in between. They don't lose by two possessions. They either just get absolutely dusted or they're going to keep it close with you. But I saw the Eastern Michigan game last week a little bit. Um, Eastern Michigan played their backup quarterback, still was able to score 34 points. Um, and they saw two quarterbacks play for Akron. So Jeff Undercuffler Jr., uh, he had two hundred or he had 133 yards on the evening last week and two picks for 8 of 18. And then they also had DJ Irons, who accounted for 90 yards, a touchdown and a pick. So they threw three interceptions last week. Love to see uh, any of our defensive players that are out there on senior day this week grab an interception and maybe take it back to the house. But it's an offense that is relatively balanced. Like, they're probably a little bit better at running the football than they are at passing the football. But from a yardage standpoint, it's it's not too off on the splits. So, they're really not a great offense overall. Like they average 283 yards a game through the air and 82 yards on the ground. And if there's one thing that I think that we've been better at this year defensively is the front seven is maybe not completely shutting down the run for teams, but at least making it more difficult than it should be. Right. And I think if you got a team that's not even averaging 100 yards a game and they're giving up 183-plus on the ground, this is going to be a hammy special. This is going to be a Excel clock game, less possessions, more time of possession in our favor. Maybe, like I said, a couple trick plays, but nothing too crazy where it's like Kremiscoli is going to have like 35 pass attempts. We're going to stick to who we are. We're going to run the football play good defense, send the seniors off the right way. I mean, it's as, it's as simple as that. But the moniker of you got to go 1-0 and each week is never more true for this week, right? The last week these guys will suit up for this team. Some opportunities for some of these younger guys. We've seen some really great play out of guys like Nick Alvarado and Jaden Cradle in these last few weeks. And, and, I mean, it's just another opportunity to go out there and play football. Like, who cares? That, I mean – I know we care that they can't go to a bowl game. I'm sure they do as well, but you can't control that. It's already behind us. Got to go out there, find a way to win a football game, find a way to get to four and eight. As sad as that sounds awful, I know, but yeah, like they're giving up 432 yards a game and 36 points. 
you cannot lose this team. You cannot. And I know it's probably the last – you could say the same. It's the last game for a lot of those people on the, on the Akron sideline because, to be honest, not a lot of those guys are going to be going to the league, if any at all. And the emotions will be high for them as well, but you just got to think that the Huskies are going to want it a little bit more, I think. It'll be very evident early by the way that we're playing. And got to find a way to win one for the seniors. On the offensive side of the ball, uh, like I said, they're going to run the football a lot. They're going to be long, sustained drives. And they are going to win the time of possession and win at the point of attack. You have a great offensive line. Utilize it. So I'll go... Jaden Cradle. I think this is more a Jaden Cradle game than anyone else because it's almost like it's almost like after you like the Western game last year when we clinched and we sat everyone where it's like we can't afford to get anyone hurt. If there's guys that are somewhat banged up or battling stuff, don't even worry. There's no reason to play them this game. Hopefully those guys will all be sat. But I think Jaden Cradle, very consistent on offense for the last few weeks. I think he's poised to have a great game out there on Saturday because I do think that it's a guy that Coach Hammock is not afraid to feed. He will get the ball a lot, and he will do a lot with it. Hopefully he finds the end zone twice, but I have him over 100 yards easily, easily. On the defensive side of the ball, tough, right? A lot of great guys on that side of the ball. A lot of – quite a few seniors, but – I think I just got to go. I got a second level of defense. I got to go my linebackers, man. You know, I always have, like, that's my quarterback meme. With the exception of uh, Lance DeVoe, who would also be categorized in this group as as my linebackers, and, and maybe DeVern as well, because all have been on the show, all have been great on the show and have done great on the field. Friends of mine, it's been – a pleasure seeing them all play here. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Lance on the other side of the show. He had a uh, – I think he's he's working towards getting the XFL. I really hope he can. But two most important players on the defensive side of the ball for me, going Kyle Pugh for one last time, and my man Necro, Nick Routine. Uh It's going to be brutal seeing everybody go out there for the last time, but it is what it is. I think that you see – you see 10-plus tackles from both these guys. And I hope, hope that one of them is able to make a big play, you know, whether it be a turnover, big sack to get off the field on third or fourth down, whatever it may be. Be opportunistic. Find a way to create havoc in that backfield because, I mean, it's fucking Akron, bro. Like, there is no – it's Akron. There is no way they're coming into our house on senior day and beating the Huskies. No shot. I just don't see it. Special teams. I need someone to run a kick back and Cole, uh, a kick or a punt back in Cole Tucker's honor. Because if Cole was playing, Cole would be getting. The special teams, Cole will be getting offense probably too, but yeah. Gonna gonna be weird not seeing Cole Tucker in that husky red and black, but hell of a career. Needs someone in his honor to run a punt back or a kick. Whoever it may be, whoever is feeling frisky and wants to make a play to help us win the game. As far as score goes, I think 53 is probably like a good number for the over under, like it's right in there uh, to what I would have this game at. Like, I think both teams will probably score 20 plus. I'm thinking maybe somewhere along the lines of, I'll say NIU 31, Akron 24. I think it's a close game. I Like I said, I think 10 points is a lot for us to beat a team by, especially in our current state. But 
we have we should have every opportunity to win this football game. And may, I mean, maybe they win by more than ten. Not really important unless you're out of state and you can bet on the game. But I think that seven points, thirty-one twenty-four. Well, I, let me try and predict the touchdown since I predicted. I, I I tried to do it last week. And I predicted Liam. I got that right. So I'll say cradle scores. Um. So cradle Liam, Shamar Thornton. Defensive or special teams touchdown. Obviously, to fall in line with my someone run a kick or punt back and Cole Tucker's on. But, yeah. So, Cradle, Liam, Shamar, and defensive or special teams touchdown. Then, obviously, a field goal from the Iceman. But, yeah. I think that Huskies find a way to win this one 31-24. And... If you're in the area, I know it's probably not the most enticing game to go to with with no MAC championship or uh, bowl eligibility out the window. But just remember all the good times that all these guys gave us. And if you're able to come out, come to Husky Stadium on Saturday and support the team because they definitely are going to need it. They got to find a way to win a football game to send the guys off in the right way. And, yeah, I think that they'll appreciate the support. And I know Coach Hammock and and the players always do appreciate the support because they they have been out in groves like the people at Husky Stadium this season in the, in the early parts of the season, but towards the middle and the end it kind of tailed off obviously obviously with the weather and stuff. But yeah, it has been a pleasure again as always providing you guys with the the stories from our players and in our program and you know, kind of just seeing where they're at and, and their journey and how they're enjoying their time here at NIU and, and how they're getting along in their career and, and with their academics. And then obviously, you know, the other part of the show where we, you know, we go to fatties for the live shows and obviously thanks to Rocky and JJ and Marcus and all the guys over there that have helped out uh, throughout the season, just with all those shows. But yeah, I mean, I know, this season may not have been as amped up as last season was obviously, you know, I was a little bit more involved with everything going on because I was a student still. I wasn't working as much as crazy hours as I am. So I apologize uh, on my end, if the episodes, the days they came out weren't as consistent as they were last year, but I hope that whether you, this is your first time tuning in all season or if you tuned into all 26 or 27 episodes of the season uh, before this, that you enjoyed it. And obviously we'll be back next year. I'm not fucking leaving. I'll be back. Um, Rocky's going to be back next year. So obviously we'll talk with fatties, try and see uh, what we'll do for a live show as far as next season goes. But yeah, I mean, it may not be much, but it's honest work, right? A little bit of money on the side, some networking, helping out my guys uh, over at on tap with, you know, more brand exposure and stuff. And then obviously helping out the players with just a, a less traditional form of media to just get their stories across and, and get Husky fans to know them more. And uh, started with just a podcast and a dream. And we're now through four seasons here, um, not actual football seasons, but four seasons of the show as we have classified, I don't even know how it got, how we got an extra season, but I'm not questioning it. There are plenty of episodes, like I said, uh, with with many of the seniors. Uh, I'll just run through the list, but Cole Tucker, multiple seasons. Liam, uh, I would say multiple episodes, but mostly all last season. Nick Routine, multiple seasons, multiple episodes. Repo Stad, all the way back to the first season. Uh, Jordan Gandy, multiple episodes, and then Mike Kennedy. I know I interviewed him at least once, but yeah, great senior class. Wasn't a great season, but like I said, man, I, I always have fun um, doing the show and getting everything together, and I'll be ready for a MAC championship run next season. But I think with that, it's a perfect way to wrap up the show. Obviously, we'll be back to you guys on the other side of the Akron game to break down one final game for this Husky season and uh, send our seniors off the right way with uh, one final recap. And then 
after that, um, it'll be a little bit of a, a down period, obviously, with the offseason. But like I said, as I find out which guys are are more serious towards making the commitment to go towards the NFL, um, we'll get those players interviewed and on the show, and we'll go from there. But, yeah, I mean, again, another great season of Huskies on tap. Really do appreciate everyone for tuning in to, you know, what, like I said, whether it was one show, whether it was all 26, we, we, we really do appreciate you for tuning in to the show this season and this week as well. Uh, wish our seniors out there a great, you know, final game at Husky Stadium, and hopefully we can find a way to win a football game and send them off the right way. But, yeah, this was Huskies on Tap, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300, and you can follow our main account at Huskies on Tap. We'll be back to you guys on the other side of the Akron game. It won't be Saturday, like right after the game. There won't be a post-game spaces because I have to go to work, unfortunately, right after, which really sucks, but it is what it is. And I'm just excited that I'll be out. Uh, to see some of these guys last game as a Husky and obviously out to cover another game for you guys. I'll still be able to do the press conference and all that. So I'll get all the insight from coach uh, after the fact, but coach was, I guess I should probably say this too, because I didn't get too much into it before I finally wrap up the show, but coach was extremely um, thankful for what these guys have done for the program over the last few years, obviously looking forward to an opportunity to send them off the right way. But, yeah, he is ready for, obviously, the offseason as well and the recruiting, like I said earlier in the show, and just an op- another opportunity to get off the mat and go again, right? And, you know, the record doesn't matter to him this weekend, obviously, as we heard from him last time we had on the show. You know, he wants to win the game every time he goes out there. It counts as two games to him, obviously, as an alum and the coach. So, Got to see the guys win a football game on on Saturday. 31-24 to is how I think it happens. Uh, Players of the game, like I said, offensively, Jaden Cradle. Defensively, the Bash Bros. Second level, Kyle Pugh and Nick Routine. Special teams, please, for the love of God, someone run one back in Cole Tucker's honor. And as a score prediction, we got 31-24. to Back to you guys on the other side. Follow our socials at at Huskies on tap and at BDON300. But we really do appreciate you for listening and go husky. Yeah. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard